1: Abraham
2: recognized that Melchizedek was greater and he did that not just by just saying that he was but he gave him a tenth of everything he had. In the ancient world, paying ties to someone, a tenth was recognition of another person's superiority. It was a sign of submission. Abraham did that, proving that Melchizedek was greater enroll then Abraham
0: to the Jews of the Old Testament and these Jews that the book of Hebrews is addressed to Abraham was the man <laughs> he was their genetic originator friend of God the human that God made a covenant with they'd grown up with the ritual of sacrificial offerings to the priest to atone for their sins this as far as they knew was the way to a right relationship with God But Pastor Mark will be teaching today that their problem was that they didn't understand who Jesus was. Today, you'll find out what they found out. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 7 as he continues his message, The Need for a New Priesthood.
1: is this
2: ruler, he's a priest and a king. Interesting. And so he's a political and a spiritual leader of his people. Now the ACLU, if they were active at this time, you'd have a little thing right in here where they're going to pick it, take it to a court, because you can't be political and spiritual at the same time. You know, there must be separation of church and state. That was just a little... uh, That was free, just in case you wanted. Verse 21. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and have taken a note that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or a thong of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. Now, this isn't the part of the teaching that has anything to do with it, but this is a huge principle in our life. Abram refused to receive or take any reward from the Kingdom Psalm. Why? Because he said, I know where my source is. Your source, my source, is not a company, it's not Harris. It's not a hospital. It's not your 401k. It's not my bank account. It's not this church if you work for this church. My source as a follower of Christ is God. Now, we're seeing very difficult times, and if any of the indicators are true, it's going to be more difficult. There's prediction now. We don't know what will happen. Gas will go to $4. If it goes to $4, that just begins a domino effect in every area of our life. But guys, don't be fearful. You want to be wise. But don't panic. Your source is not a dollar gas. How many can remember back when gas was 25 cents a gallon? Can anybody remember? Look around you. Those are the old people. Just look at them. (laughs) That's right. 25. I remember it. Easy. course, that's when we made $2.50 an hour too, right? I think this is a huge thing about us. No one will ever be able to say to this person, you made me rich. Guys, the one that makes us rich is God. And Paul would say this, whether I have plenty or I have nothing, I'm at peace with God. So be careful. You've heard me say it, if you come to this church, stuff doesn't satisfy. God satisfies. Well, back to our passage, go back to Hebrews chapter 7, where we are. This brings up a great point, reminds us that if we're going to study the Bible, we have to know the Old and the New Testament, and you guys are doing really well. This Melchizedek 7-1 was king of Salem, we just saw that, and priest of God Most High. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, his name means king of righteousness that Paul explaining. And also king of Salem means king of peace. Now, without father or mother, without genealogy... Without beginning of days or end of life, like the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. So, first of all, a king and a priest is a little unusual. So, God is going to talk about bringing into history a priest that's going to be in the order of, here's Melchizedek, a priest that's going to be in this line. Not a priest in the line of Aaron and the Levites, but a priest in this line. So if you see that, that means God's going to make a huge change because these people only know Aaron and the Levites and the priests in that line. So God goes back before that and he says, no, 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 we're going to take this line here of Melchizedek and there's going to be a priest coming here. So already when you begin to look at that, there's something different going to take place. Now, where that promise comes, the second time we see Melchizedek in the Bible about a thousand years later or so, is in Psalm 110, verse 4. Notice what God says about this. The Lord has sworn, and will not change his mind, speaking prophetically of Jesus, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So we have this understanding that God is going to establish another priest. He'd be a king and a priest. He'd be a priest that would last forever. He would be a priest that God would appoint directly. He wouldn't have this genealogy, and so Paul is is setting the stage for these people because they have no idea who Melchizedek is. Some maybe like you. So notice the qualities he's going to have, and he gives the name and what it means: a king of righteousness and a king of peace. I want you to think about that. A king of righteousness, being right with God, and a king of peace. Well, first key you want to write is this. Righteousness always comes before peace. See, you can't have peace until you're right with God. So the only way I can have peace is that I'm first right with God. Well, was Jesus this priest that would be right with God and be a king of peace absolutely first John 2: 1 my children I write this to you so that you will not sin but if anybody does sin we have one who speaks to the Father on our defense Jesus Christ the righteous one and then in Ephesians 2:14 for he himself is our peace he himself not a religion but a person who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. So because Jesus, our Savior, met all the righteous demands of God, and he did that by going to the cross, taking our sins, we can have peace with God. But I can't have peace with God even though Jesus has met those demands unless I take him as my personal Savior. Now notice this Melchizedek has no genealogy. Look back here. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life. Now, this has caused lots of confusion and lots of debate, and it's okay. No genealogy. Well, A Jewish person automatically would think of genealogy when you think of a priest. We already told you. And you'll hear it two or three times tonight. Number one, Aaron. From that, obviously, tribe of Levi. So that's the genealogy. And uh, it was important. The qualification would begin at birth and end at death. And you'll see later, there was a special period of time a priest could be a priest. But Melchizedek, was before this. So he had no priestly genealogy. So you're beginning to think, well, how could he be called a priest? Well, God called him a priest. Before there was the nation of Israel, God called this man a priest. Now, as far as the biblical record is concerned, the verses we just read, he has no father, no mother, beginning, no days, whatever. So many people because of this go, aha, this is a Theophany. This is a pre-incarnate showing up of Jesus Christ. This is a picture of Jesus Christ coming to earth in the Old Testament. We have a number of those. I personally don't hold to that theory in this particular case. And here's one of the reasons why. Very often in the Old Testament if, if the Bible didn't state or give us lots of detail the old testament scholars would say this the bible is silent so we're just going to be silent sometimes we don't have a record of a lot of things so when the bible's silent it's a good thing to remember chuck smith teaches us all the time when the bible's silent just be silent why argue about something when the bible's silent we don't know could be this could be that it's not silent about important things So that was a kind of a concept. And all it meant was, the Bible, God, didn't, this is my take, just didn't give us the beginning and the end. Just didn't go through it. It wasn't part of the issue. Except for the difference you're going to see, he was a king or a priest forever, which that's the thing that you're going to see with Jesus Christ. So, what would be the first thing Paul would say to these Jewish people, to think about this man. Well, here it is. Jesus is from a priestly order before Abram and before the law. The order of Melchizedek. So there always was an order of Melchizedek. Okay. Now, when the law came, God established another one. That one was defunct, or at least put on hold until Jesus came. So that's hard for us to understand because we don't have a Jewish background. Now, look at verse 4. One of the things is, we're always talking about Jesus is supposed to be better. Well, if Jesus isn't from this line of Aaron and the Levites, but he's from this line, is Jesus better then? Is this line better than this line? And that's going to be the point to these people, yes, Jesus is better than any of these priests, so don't even think about going back to the old way. Now, look at verse 4. Just think how great he was. So here the writer is saying, I'm leading you to something. I'm trying to tell you that Jesus is better. Even the patriarch, Abraham, gave him a tenth of the plunder. So the first reason we know that we would say that, Melchizedek was greater than the Old Testament priests or even Abraham. Was Abraham recognized that Melchizedek was greater? And he did that not just by just saying that he was, but he gave him a tenth of everything he had. In the ancient world, paying ties to someone, a tenth was recognition of another person's superiority. It was a sign of submission. Abraham did that, proving that Melchizedek was greater in role than Abraham. Now, a lot of people want to take this passage and just preach ties out of it. And that's okay. It is a principle. It's way before the law. But I don't think you have to even go there. When Jesus was speaking to the spiritual leaders of Israel, he said, well, you you take the cumin, and you take this, and the little mint leaves, and you tithe that, but you forget mercy, and righteousness, and love. You forget the big thing. You should do the big things, but don't forget the little things. So tithing is rooted in the Old Testament, and I believe it definitely is carried over to the New Testament. And this is just a side issue. Think about this. Remember, if a person paid tithes to an individual in the Old Testament, here, the history... It meant you're submitted to them. I think this is a beautiful picture. What tithes is supposed to be about? Paying tithes to God today acknowledges that God is greater, and I just willingly submit to Him. See, everyone, and you might be in this room or email me, and that's okay if you have a different take on it. That's all right. You just respond to God in love and how you feel, but don't argue. Don't write me, email me four pages of stuff while you don't need to tithe. And then you never give a dime to God or whatever. That's crazy. God owns everything. We already saw that he's the source of everything in our life. So I ought to be willing. And we've told you that before. If you give because you have to, quit giving. It's a waste of your time and God doesn't need your money. But if you give because you want to give and you submit to him and God's greater, he'll bless the socks off you. Amen? Good. Now, verse 5. Now, the law requires that the descendants of Levi, who become priests, to collect a tenth from the people, that is, their brothers, even though their brothers are descendants from Abraham. This man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi, yet he collected a tenth from Abram. So the Levites, they would receive tithes from Israel. Why? Because God said, tithe. We went through that. Abraham didn't have a command from God. He voluntarily, there was no command from God, he voluntarily gave tithes to Melchizedek. So this makes Abraham's giving to Melchizedek greater than the Israel payment of tithes to the priesthood that was instituted by Moses. So what does that show us? It shows us that Melchizedek is in a greater position and authority over Abraham and eventually his descendants, Levi. Levi. So we're already seeing this individual was greater. Well, there's another reason. Look at verse 6. This man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi, yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. And without doubt, here's something that is hard for us to understand. Without doubt, the lesser person is blessed by the greater. Even though Abraham was the founder of the Jewish race, God graced, and the unique recipient of the promises of God, he said, I will receive the blessing from Melchizedek. What does that mean? Well, the Melchizedek was greater than Abraham. Now, here's a point you want to write. The lesser is always blessed by the greater in role, not personal worth doesn't mean that Melchizedek was worth more, but the role that he was playing was worth more. Let me give you an example. You go over to England, and you go to meet the Queen of England. And you say, I'm Mark Balmer. I'd like to have an audience with the Queen. And they go, okay. And you go in, and just you and the Queen there. And you want to say to the Queen, I want to bless you. Would that make sense? No, who's the greater in that role? She's the greater. She's going to bless what? Me. Now, she's not worth more than me, but she's the queen. She's going to bless me. So notice, the greater always blesses the lesser. And so this was just the principle. Again, showing that Melchizedek was greater. Abraham paid tithes to him. Abraham said, please bless me. You're greater wasn't the other way around. Now, this would be difficult for the Jews to understand. They don't understand Melchizedek. But remember, Peter had this great problem. and trouble understanding how God could save the Gentiles. Remember, God had to send him that thing three times to get it through his mind, and they still had trouble. But he, he was shocked that God would do it. So Abraham was a national hero. How in the world... Would Abraham acknowledge a non-Jewish priest as superior? It was against everything they'd ever been taught. But see, God's ways are not our ways. So we have to be teachable. And this is what Paul's doing. Paul, a brilliant Jewish scholar, could understand the struggle they were going through. Look at verse 8. In the one case, the tenth is collected by men who die... But in the other case, by him was declared to be living. One might even say that Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham. Because when Melchizedek met Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. So, first of all, Levitical priests had to be in that line. And they could only serve in an office no more than 30 years. When 30 years were done, they were finished. So, the writer says the death of Melchizedek's not recorded. So, his priesthood could kind of be extended forever. In contrast to the Levites, who did die or stop after 30 years, and then, of course, that was passed on to their sons because they had a lineage and they could pass it on. So, this is how Melchizedek began to resemble Christ. Someone who lives and serves forever. Jesus filled this in the person and the power. Having died on the cross and risen again, Jesus is eternal. He always lived. So having established historically this foundation of superiority of Melchizedek over Aaron, now we're going to get in a little bit of doctrine. Actually, in verses 11 through 19, you're going to see that Aaron is going to be replaced by Melchizedek. This is also going to be a struggle for the Jews. If if Aaron is going to be replaced then what do you do with the law that says everybody has to be a Levite? All priests have to wear Levi jeans. What are you going to do with that? Well, if you're going to get rid of Aaron, and God's going to establish something new, you're going to see two things. There's going to be a new order, and there's going to be a new covenant versus the old covenant, and there's going to be a new priest, one that's going to live forever. So there's going to be lots of changes, and that's what we're going to see. Now look at verse 11. If perfection could have been obtained through the Levitical priesthood, for on the basis of it, the law was given to the people, why was there still need for another priest to come? One in the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of Aaron. In other words, if the Levitical priesthood well, Aaron, if it could have made man perfect, if it would have worked, why would you replace it? Well, we know that That it never worked. It was temporary. It could never provide perfect standing before God. So the very fact that there's a new priesthood coming was promised by God that the old one didn't work. We'll talk about that in a moment. Look at verse 12. For when there is a change of the priesthood, there must also be a change of the law. Remember what I just said? If the law said... Everybody had to come from Aaron, related from Aaron, and had to be in the tribe of Levi. Well, if God's going to change that, of course, he's God, he can change whatever he wants. That means that law, something's going to have to be done with that law. God will have to establish a new way of doing it. And that's what he does with the new covenant, as we talked
0: about. Pastor Mark talked today about this Melchizedek guy and how he was superior in status to Abraham, the father of faith. You found out about the uniqueness of Melchizedek and how the writer of Hebrews correlated him to Jesus. Pastor Mark then showed you how Jesus' relationship to Melchizedek made it possible for him to be a better priest than the priesthood of Aaron. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark's going to end this teaching, The Need for a New Priesthood. He'll continue talking about Melchizedek and his being greater than Abraham. Pastor Mark will indicate how God planned all along for a new priesthood. You'll learn about the importance of the principles of status and authority and how that relates to Melchizedek and Jesus. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, We want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: in a